Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're here, and I would say it is officially fall. I think so, too. So all yes. that fall stuff we've been talking now. I just handed off the last fall bloom box before we started recording. Mm-hmm. So that makes it fall, which is kind of a funny way to say it. And I've had a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, are you having that right now? No, this is vanilla. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm still drinking iced tea, but sure. that's okay. Yeah. It's uh, still a little warm. It is. I'm, I'm actually... I'm very excited. I'm meeting someone at my favorite tea shop tomorrow morning to discuss plants. That does remind me that I know of a new tea maker using native plants. And there are native folks. So we should talk about that. We should talk about this. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. I got some samples. Okay. I need to hear about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one place I had been going closed during COVID Right. So uh-huh. that's sort of a bummer. So I'm excited to hear about a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to say that I harvest and dry all my own native plants for tea. I used to. I actually used to sell tea. Um, yeah. That was before I started doing this job. And now this is what I do. You are hustling. I'm hustling. <laughs> but I'm feeling relaxed because the hustle is over for fall. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm Good. very happy about that. Perfect. Uh, you want to look back real quick before we before we move on to our yes, topic? Let's look back and then we have to talk about an upcoming event. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, it's coming. Okay. And, but let's start with okay. a look back. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I just did my uh, annual report, my check-in with my supervisor, mm-hmm. and I put down all my numbers. Oh, my gosh. So in spring and fall of 2022, we... And that translates into 4,500 plants across Nebraska. That's so many plants. And I literally mean across Nebraska. Yeah. I mean like Fall City to Shadron. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Good work, Sarah. Thanks. Not just me, all of the gardeners doing the actual work. But but they wouldn't (laughs) have it if you didn't get it to them. Yes. Uh, It does mean a little bit of hustle, but it's one I'm happy to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Should we talk about what's coming up then? Yeah. We look forward. So we looked back now into the future. Okay. Tell me what's coming. Okay. October 25th, we have a brand new event called Plants and Pints. Yay. And I know your affinity for craft beer. Yes. I'm very excited about this. This is going to go well, I think. Um, We are going to have two, well, four speakers technically from two different Uh, companies here in Nebraska focused on trees. And that would be Heather and Brian Byers. And they are going to be talking about their company, um, Great Plains Nursery. They started it not long after leaving the university here, graduating. I shouldn't say leaving, (laughs) graduating from the university here. And they're going to be talking about why they chose to start that and, and kind of what that journey looked like. We are also going to hear from Amy and Jeff Grew. They own Arbor Aesthetics in Omaha. That's a tree care company. So tree trimming, well, you tree... Uh, paired those perfectly. I know, <laughs> Tree right? planting and tree care. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so tree care includes like trimming and removal and um, 
treatments for diseases, things like that. They don't plant, I don't think. I don't know. We can ask them. We'll find out on the 25th. That's right. So they're going to be sharing their journeys. It's an informal conversation. So don't feel like you're going to come and get lectured at. And while they're chatting with all of us, uh, you can be enjoying pints of beer presumably (laughs) water i guess um i don't there will be other jelly can i get a pint of jelly (laughs) i don't know if they have that um there will be other beverages i don't recommend having pints of those you might get sick (laughs) so um but we're gonna have a good time it is 21 and over and there are member discounts so if you just go to plantnebraska.org slash plants dash it's a dash pints you'll be able to see all of the information including time location and get tickets on there and for those of you who haven't heard it is going to be at the barred owl which is a rooftop bar on innovation campus on top of the scarlet hotel here in lincoln we are renting out the whole bar we get it to ourselves it's going to be a great time I'm so excited about this. I will, of course, put that link in the show notes yeah. so you can find it easier. Um, I have had so many wonderful conversations with Heather uh, about, you know, using trees ecologically, not just, you know, to put by our streets and for, for their beauty, which we obviously appreciate them for, but also for the pollinators and other wildlife. Um, and so it fits really well into, you know, pollinator gardening in the fall as we move out of where you know by the time this episode comes out it'll still be safe to plant plants in eastern nebraska for another week maybe um but we're moving out of perennial planting season uh there's still plenty you can be doing in the garden uh or to add to your yard to help our wildlife and our pollinators and trees are a huge part of that Mm -hmm. absolutely So we hope that you'll join us there just for a night of um, chatting with your friends, bring people along, make a great date night, get a little bit of information, and also just a little bit of fun. So My husband's coming. I'm calling it multitasking. I'm working and it's date night. There you go. Does that count? I think it counts because, you know, my husband works at the lead center. True. So sometimes our date nights are also multitask. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I think it's all fair. I like to multitask, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to not multitask so much. (laughs) But we'll see. Shall we move on to our fall beauty? Yes. Okay, so our real topic for today, we want to talk about fall beauty and the how to appreciate it. We've just gotten a few uh, comments either in conversation with NSA staff members or through our emails or through our interactions with people. Uh, that just show that, you know, maybe not the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum folks, all of you who who follow us and, and appreciate our mission, but the general public may have some trouble appreciating fall beauty. I think people look for the big, big show of the flame red oaks and the maples and the cottonwoods and that I love that part of fall. Those years only come around every so often. We don't get that perfect fall color show every year like they do in, on the coast. Um, but we have fall beauty in lots and lots of other ways. One that is coming to mind right away, because I've seen it all over the Bloombox Facebook group, in my own yard, everywhere, 
is Snow Flurry Aster. Yes. That stuff exploded in the last week or so. And it is just like a blanket of white flowers. And I kid you not, every single flower on one of my plants had some sort of insect in it. Yes. At the same time. I just have this blanket of it through my garden and it kind of looks like it's vibrating because of all the insects visiting it. Um, and that's the only aster I have right now. I'm planning to add some other ones. I do some of the like, you know, annual ones that you grab at the grocery store, but they don't, I don't really see a whole lot of pollinators visiting those. But the other asters are putting on their show now, depending on the kind of goldenrod you have, it's in full bloom. Mm -hmm. Mine, I have a Saladega Adora, which is the sweet goldenrod. It's, mine's finished. In eastern Nebraska. I did notice we were just driving through the sand hills this weekend and a lot of um, the the goldenrod growing in the ditches is fully blooming mm-hmm. right now. And I've seen through people's yards, some species are going, some are fading, but um, my, we still got that yellow. My goldenrod fireworks mm-hmm. and Wichita. Those are, are later ones. Are both blooming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Perfect timing with your asters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's, you know, more subtle kinds of fall beauty too. You know, I heard a comment, somebody, um, I heard from the curator of this public garden that they were having trouble with comments about, you know, why is the garden looking so dead? Um, and I happen to know this garden very well and know that it is not in fact dead. It's beautiful this time of year. And he just wasn't sure how to feel that question because he's like, it's not dead. It's seeding out. It's in its... It's doing its job, and um, there's a little more subtlety to appreciating a, a garden in seed, I think, than a garden Is in bloom. Like not appreciating older people. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of similar. It's all a life cycle. It so is. We need to appreciate every stage of it because the uh, you know one would not be possible without the yeah. other. I mean, obviously, we need a garden to go to seed. You can ask Bob right now. He's frantically running all over the state collecting seed. Um, and I think there's a lot of beauty there. I mean, my goldenrod is done blooming, but it's this cloud of white seed heads and it's so pretty. Um, and so the main thing that brought this to mind was on our drive, uh, we drove through, we were going to Sioux County. That's where my in-laws live. So we were driving through the sand hills and then up into the Pine Ridge and the textures right now are just unbelievable it's been so dry we don't quite have the like usual stunning red of the little blue stem that i love but it's still red uh but you've got the sturdy red rust color of the little blue stem you've got the fluffy uh you know kind of grays you've got the white puffs of the grass seeds and it's just this ever-changing texture it looks like a watercolor all the way through the sand hills and then in the Pine Ridge, they did get a little bit of water this mm-hmm. year. And so you do get the full um, little blue stem effect. They've still got goldenrod blooming. They had a few sunflowers left. Um, there was some color left. And then, like, you've got prairie drop seed and and all just the fluffy grass heads showing their, their textures. And, and I don't know. I think sometimes we need to be reminded that uh, beauty's not always just in these bright highlighter colors. Mm-hmm. There's some subtlety to it at this time of the fall, I think, for sure. Yeah. I am struck every time I walk into Toby's office by that little yeah. blue stem that he has. Uh, 
he's drawing it for fall and winter crafting and decorations. And it is a stunning shade of like, of course it has the normal grass, yellow, yeah, brown, and then it's just like purple. Yeah. Which you didn't even think was there. Yeah. So I think it can be harder to see fall and winter beauty in large swaths. Yeah. But when you get out and get up close. It's a great time to get your magnifying glass out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and look at some of those seeds, how they're mm-hmm. shaped and how they move either through the air. I mean, seeds move all different ways and they are so cool. They can stick to us, which is... Less cool. I have to dig some sambers out of the bottom mm-hmm. of my boots after this weekend. Um, they can float on the air. They can float in the water. And it, to look at them through a magnifying glass can be really fun. Mm-hmm. Or just a close lens camera, too. Yeah, you can yeah. get some really cool textures. Yeah. I think, is there anything more like quintessential prairie winter than prairie drop seed covered in snow no with just like it's steam yes or steam (laughs) stem Stem. (laughs) poking up yeah the snow with seeds on it yeah i i love the i love the seeding part of the fall i just i love to look at textures it's not like i don't love colors but i'm kind of colored out i mean yeah it's like for me, and maybe it's just me personally, the colorful times of the year are the fastest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're kind of rush, 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 you know, get things done, get the weeding done, get your job done, help people plant here, help people plant there. Uh, this needs watered. <laughs> and yeah. So when it comes to this time of year and now I can look at kind of the muted colors and the textures and the shapes of a landscape, it gives me the chance to relax a little bit mm-hmm. and reminds me to sit on the porch. Yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah. And I think something we should link to in the show notes, our colleague Kendall put together a great, um, I guess, article or blog post about appreciating winter nature. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about, we'll probably do an mm-hmm. episode on that. I know yeah. that's a, a talk I was invited to give um, to a garden club in January. They want to just be reminded, you know, what's good about this time of year. Sometimes we get stuck in that winter slump. Yeah. Hopefully we get more snow this year. Yeah, snow does help. It definitely helps. It helps me anyways. Yeah. yeah even though I have to hand scoop it. Oh, yuck. But I don't care. Okay. It's worth it. Uh, we got a snowblower last year. Which means we didn't get any snow. Didn't get any snow. I know we thought about getting a snowblower after how intense the winter of 1920 was. Oh my gosh, that was so much snow hand scooping. And then I was kind of glad we didn't after not getting any snow last year. Right. It'd still be in the box. (laughs) Yeah. We did. Well, we've got a pretty long ways to go. So ours did come out a couple times, but Mm -hmm. uh, that's a sure way to make sure it doesn't snow. I know. Anyways. Um, Fall. Yeah, but fall, I mean, and I'm just looking at I've got some senna seeds and some like um, dried flowers from an event for in 2018, four years ago, still dried on my desk. And there's colors in there. They're not bright, but the gold of the yarrow and the purple of the liatris and the um white i mean it's kind of white mm-hmm. puffy of whichever grass that is it's probably a penicetum or something and there's kind of a very deep purple from some lead plant 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually some cotton that I snagged out of the teaching garden. Uh, that the, puff. Is the top one thistle? No, it's meadow um, blazing star. Oh, Liatris, yeah. Um, okay, I was going back and forth yeah. on which one it was. It kind of looks like a bunch of tiny thistles yeah. on a stem. Mm-hmm. But that's those are dried flowers mm-hmm. from four years ago. And all I did was pick those and throw them in the back of the greenhouse until they dried up. Um, so the colors are there. We just need to slow down and look for them. So that is also another great way to appreciate fall beauty is to go out and collect things. Yes. Go out and... I think, I mean, of course, there's tons of resources online. We can link to Bob's um, talk on it, his his PowerPoints that will point you in the right direction of specific things to collect. Mm-hmm. But trial and error. Yeah. I mean, don't collect poison ivy. But, Please. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you no can, hemlock. <laughs> yeah. But you can surely find some grasses and some things that you think are beautiful that then you can just cut off and dry yeah the i think the like really the only key is that you get it before the seeds are falling off so you can collect in any stage you want if you like the flowers or you like the seeds Uh, but if the seeds are already like crumbling apart it's not gonna Mm -hmm. dry they're already dispersing if you catch them before that they might they'll last for a little bit longer yeah, so some of those things might be a little too late, but you can. There's still plenty mm-hmm. out there, and then of course there's the classic leaf collecting. Yes, this is going to be the perfect time to find really unique and colorful, or maybe not colorful leaves that you enjoy, and press them out or um, dip them in wax. Have you done that? I have not. You put wax in, I mean, you could do it in like a large like scentsy thing or a, a small crock pot and melt some wax. I'm guessing just like the beads that you would get at, you know, the craft store like for candle making. Yeah, something. just yeah. something that will be clear, not mm-hmm. beeswax because yeah, it will be yeah. yellow. And uh, just dip the leaves in that and let it cool. I mean, it cools really fast. Mm-hmm. And then you've got... Um, not they won't be flattened unless i guess you could press them first but it preserves that color for a little bit longer yeah so there you go so i think appreciating fall beauty to me is getting up close yes i do too i think there are instances i mean if you're out in the wild landscapes you can appreciate some very large scale fall beauty but in our urban gardens it's the up close that that matters. And I saw an article come across my Pinterest page. Um, I've been trying to, to spend less time on Facebook, which mm-hmm. just means I scroll Pinterest instead <laughs> about what to do now for a crafty Christmas. Yes. And oh I was like, my gosh, that makes hmm. me feel underachieving. When I see those like, how <laughs> yeah. to get ready now for Christmas. I was like, that's like, three months away. Um, I am getting ready for Halloween. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but if you wanted to do a lot of crafty decorating for christmas it's actually too late once you get to christmas right Right now is the time when you collect those evergreen boughs and collect a big bucket of nice looking pine cones Mm -hmm. before the squirrels chew them up and they get mushy in the in the rain and acorns acorns what else do people decorate with berries Mm -hmm. um you can dip berries in wax too yeah i did do all natural decorating for one thanksgiving i I think i added i bought some eucalyptus leaves okay that's fair so but other than that i collected most things because you know 
Uh, we had just bought a house, so I didn't have a whole lot of money to be putting towards decorations for Thanksgiving. And so I collected pine cones and acorns, and we have some holly bushes, Ooh, so I was able yes. to snag some of those. And I still use some yeah. of those, especially the pine cones. Um, I Here's a tip, I guess, if you want. I brushed lightly the outsides with gold paint on the pine cones yeah on the pine cones so like the tips were like gold frosted i guess and uh, i got compliments for that i bet you did so yeah Yeah. and that was free because i already had the paint yeah (laughs) i um reused I mean, crafted stuff forever. I have my wedding flowers are my summer flowers. I did wildflowers as my wedding bouquet Mm -hmm. and I dried them right away. Yeah. And so they and I I did cheat a little bit and I sprayed them with the floral save Mm -hmm. um, acrylic spray because they were kind of crumbly like I had bachelor buttons and hops in there and they were just a little too delicate for me to trust. But uh that was five years ago, and I still bring them out every summer and Aww. use them as my summer arrangements. It's so fun. Yeah, because I just don't – I would love to be the person that um, cuts flowers every couple weeks to have in a vase, but I'm barely feeding myself in the summer. Do you know how much space you have to have in cut flowers yeah. then, too? Like, just constantly blooming? I have – that's always been something that I was like, I want to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I started gardening more, and I was like, this is nearly impossible. That's why they did do. it at like the English manor houses yeah. where they had acres of flowers. Yeah. 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 Um, also, I just like I'm barely eating lunch at that time of mm-hmm. year. The last thing I need to add to my plate is make sure you cut this week's flowers. I know Martha Stewart <laughs> just shames us all. Yes. <laughs> she uh, basically has an English manor house. So. Well, yeah. Then you there know. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like to dry things and then and then I just have a shelf in my laundry room where I can keep them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably also key that I don't try to put them in a box or something. Right. I just take them down to a different shelf mm-hmm. and bring and them back out. then you get to enjoy them while yes. you're doing laundry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what else can we enjoy at this time of year? I think the other aspects of the landscape come out this time of year. The rocks and the um, logs and the... You know, I love to look at lichens on the side of trees. Mm-hmm. Love to. The mushrooms. Mushrooms, yes. It's fungi hunting season. And I don't personally hunt them to eat because I I just don't. I mean, I would love to. I just mm-hmm. haven't learned how to do that yet. Mm-hmm. I just like looking at the textures they make uh, and the shapes and the colors and the fact that they do not always grow on the north side of the tree. no. I have created a new personal routine. Okay. Where once a week, usually Saturday morning, but you know, things get in the way like an Omaha plant sale. I go to Pine, not Pioneers Park, go to Wilderness Park Mm -hmm. and walk usually for a couple hours with the dog. And at first, you know, it's fun because you just, you're in a new place and you're walking and you look around. You look at the big things. Right. But recently I've been getting more into like I was walking down this path and and a log or a tree had fallen Mm -hmm. over and it was right about at eye level and I saw some mushrooms and I just kind of kept walking and then I went, no, stop. Stop and look Because this is why you're here. 
to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I went back and I looked at him and I took a picture and I touched it. And then I was worried I was going to die because I touched it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I brought the picture back and I asked Bob, do you know what mushroom this is? And he did, of course. Of course. Bob. And he was like, yeah, you could collect that and you can put it in food and you dry it and all this stuff. So it's like stuff like that. Yeah. What'd your dog think of the stopping and going back? Well, you know, we stop enough for him mm. that I think it's fair that it's I get fair to that stop you get to sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he stopped this week for a good twenty seconds to roll in some grasses, just rolling and rolling. I think you can look at your mushrooms then. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a good time. We both do. Good. This week we did twelve thousand steps in wow. one walk. <laughs> My goal, I got, Nick Nick has agreed, our goal for October is to go for a bike ride four days of the week. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I probably, since I included him on this goal, I probably can't count my daycare rides. Probably but not. That wouldn't be fair to him. It was 47 degrees when we rode to daycare this morning, so that might have to stop. At least until I find our gloves. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need to. <laughs> that was a little chilly. A little. Yeah. Um, Tess is going, burr. <laughs> At least it's only a couple blocks. It's only a few blocks. We were <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but I haven't figured out how to wear a stocking cap and my bike helmet yet. So mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. It, that's kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, just getting active, I guess. That's how, uh, you know, sometimes people are like, how did you learn so many plants? And that's the way, just by taking the time to stop and look i'm not afraid to to stop what i'm doing and look at a plant or touch it um yeah i mean sometimes you need to that's that might be that touch might be what sticks in your head that you might remember oh it had a little fuzzy leaf or because you itch afterwards or you itch after you touched (laughs) it and then you're like "Mm, now i know what nettles look like (laughs) yeah Um, don't touch your eyes yeah yeah That's how I, that's not how I've learned plants because I learned plants through a spring affair online crash course. You did. (laughs) Most. That was a fairly brutal, brutal crash course. But I am working on learning birds that way. Thanks to our good friend, Jason, the bird nerd. And he got me hooked up with this app, Merlin Bird ID. Okay. Right. And they have updated it recently. So if you've tried it and you were like, ugh, that was hard to use, they updated it much more user friendly. This is another great way to appreciate outdoor fall yeah. because there's not as many leaves. So you can see the birds. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, because I think most of us would recognize that you hear the birds usually <laughs> before yeah. you see them. And so I am always trying to find them, but you can record the calls on this app and then it will identify the bird through your recording wow Mm -hmm. i needed that last night we had this flock of birds across the street from us filling like three trees when i got out of my car it was deafening yeah Uh, and i'm they were some kind of blackbird Mm -hmm. but i don't think we have like true blackbirds here so i'm not sure what they are so then when it gives spits back out at you oh here's what bird it probably is then you can look at the pictures and see if you can find it that is i'm gonna get that it's free so it's a great app i highly recommend and then it helps you track if you're trying to like keep track of which birds you have found or seen 
it'll help it'll you help. keep track of it. Oh, yes. I'm going to get that. That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. I do not know birds. I don't know birds at all. I'm mm-hmm. so terrible at birds. And so that's also what I'm using this time when I can see them a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like also the the woods, the whatever, gets quieter <laughs> in the fall and winter. Yeah. Yeah. So aside and, from crunching. Well, sound travels more because yeah. the leaves are falling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's very true. Um, oh, your mushrooms made me think of like, I, I kind of think of them as like miniature landscapes yeah. where if you really zoom in on a spot and you see like the shapes, the roots and bark and, and even like the ground make, we were um, walking down by the river at my in-laws this weekend and it's like very steep cliffs, right? I mean, we're talking about the Pine Ridge, so it's like steep, sandy, craggy mm-hmm. cliffs with like uh, pine tree roots sticking out of them, and like so cool. mullein growing out of right? cracks. And I like love horizontal, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so cool to just like, like, just really zoom in on one of those and see the kind of miniature landscapes where it's Mm -hmm. a tree root but it's also got a little mullein and a little sage growing out of it and some lichens or something i love looking at just the pattern of lichen yeah they're so cool yeah uh and then i did get a little too into my tree root and i got splashed because we were actually at the river to throw rocks no (laughs) in it um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they found a really big rock and it got me. Sure. And yeah. I about fell in because I was so into my tree root. <laughs> I was not paying attention. <laughs> oh, no. And I jumped when I got splashed by the by the river. But it but was, it was cold. Fun. It was very cold. That river comes from a spring. Yeah. And it was not a warm weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was quite chilly. Yeah. Yeah. It was also neat, though, because as the, the where we were, the cows have kind of kept it mowed down so you don't get the really tall river weeds. Don't you love cows? Yeah. I mean, you got to watch your step, but they exposed a lot of things to observe. Like this whole riverbank was was covered in Nebraska sedge, mm-hmm. which I know from experience in other spots on the river that where the cows don't eat it down, that sedge isn't as prevalent because it gets buried by the taller things. It might oh, yeah. might be there, but you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And I love that sedge because it's got like a silver tint to it. Mm. And so it just makes this really pretty like uh, kind of changing color yeah. as you walk in the sun. Yeah. And the sun kind of shines off one side and doesn't shine off the other side of the leaf. So those kind of things like the dull and shiny uh, comparisons can make really pretty things mm-hmm. to look at. Why don't we have Nebraska sedge? We do. Oh, we sell it? Yeah. It's under the oak trees. No, but do we sell it? Yeah. Under the oak trees yeah. in the greenhouse. Yes. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Not every oak tree, under our oak trees in the greenhouse. <laughs> it's a very... Like, which oak tree? <laughs> <laughs> under all the red oak trees, you will find a patch of Nebraska sedge. Okay. <laughs> Under our own trees in the greenhouse. It's a very, very wetland sedge. Oh, okay. That's why I've never used it. Yeah. (laughs) As far as we can tell, um, we haven't, we need to experiment a little further, but. We can use it at my dad's pond. Yeah. We're going to have to have my dad come on to talk about this pond. Oh, that would be so fun. He is digging out by hand this like 
giant. It's probably as big as your office. Oh my goodness! And he's digging it. Down. I mean, anyway, you did say he was getting a little excavator. And then they all the ones that he could rent were broken, and they didn't know when they would be fixed. So he's hand digging it. Mm-hmm. Well, because he wants to get it done by winter, so we can put the liner in and f- start to fill it with any snow melt or anything. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, it's supposed to help with his water, like water conservation. That's his goal. Okay. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a I, lot of digging. Uh, uh, should we let's talk about this this email we got a yes. little further? Because mm-hmm. um, it's a really good question, and the question you you got the email, so why don't you tell us what they were asking? Okay. So the question was, this person had recently, maybe not recently, but probably in the spring, had planted a pollinator garden in what sounds like to be a homeowner association right away. So a place that was probably managed by the homeowners association and they took out bluegrass and they put in pollinators. I think they said it was 40 by 40. Okay. So pretty big. Yeah. And like in Bellevue? No. No. Eastern Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Southeast Nebraska, probably. Anyways, he was getting complaints from neighbors about weed encroachment, is the way he put it. We don't know if that's weeds in that we would pull them even from our pollinator gardens, or if they're talking about the pollinator plants, the intended plants are becoming weeds in other people's gardens. Because remember, a plant that you didn't want any plant is considered a weed (laughs) in your garden. So even if it's your most prized plant in your garden, in their garden, it's a weed. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's fair. That's that's totally fair. Everybody has the right to say, I did not want this plant in my garden. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's a weed. Exactly. So he was kind of wondering, what can we do to help people understand when the value of pollinator gardens and pollinator plants and then how do we help with this weed situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we gave him, I mean, we've talked extensively about why pollinator plants are right. so important. And so I'm sure you provided him with all of the materials we have to share on that. Well, I just sent him hours of podcasts. <laughs> Here, listen. <laughs> and force all your neighbors to Yeah, listen. that's right. Play it on a loudspeaker on Halloween. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> it's a true haunted house. <laughs> oh, good. Goodness. <laughs> no, um, one of the main things I told him, especially when it's a public area, which it's, it sounds semi-public since it's homeowners association, is signage. Yeah, signage and helps. It's it's probably too late, but going back, what I hope that he did when they did install this is that um, while I firmly believe we can use native plants in any location. It doesn't mean we can plant a prairie in every location. Right. So the more more public or more um, you know, structured the area is, the same needs to be true of our of our garden if we want other people to appreciate. If you don't care what other people think, then by all means mm-hmm. do whatever you want. But if we're trying to win over neighbors and also if this is a shared area, then they deserve to appreciate it too. Yeah. A little bit of design goes a long way. Yeah, and I am unsure. It sounds like the Neighborhood Association came together to plant it, but maybe they didn't communicate to all the association members what was happening and why. Or sometimes... Or it just got missed because people don't read. People don't read. (laughs) Or, um, you know, I do get a lot of like, well, 
you know, I like a formal garden and I want to plant for pollinators. So I should be able to make native plants look exactly like mm-hmm. XYZ type of garden. And um, sometimes people get frustrated when they did this good thing and then it didn't fit into what they wanted it to look like. And we do have to give that freedom to native plants that we can design with them and give them some formality, but they are still themselves. Mm-hmm. And and we also want them to be. Yeah. And the next thing we recommended was being choosy, like Sarah said, designing not just for structure, but also choosy about your plants. Yeah. To make sure they're not plants that can be considered Something that takes a lot of management. Yes. You think about that bee balm, which can easily take over if you don't actively manage it. Yeah. I think golden certain types of golden certain rod. Certain types of golden rod can be mm-hmm. a problem. There are ones that can be managed more, and so it would mm-hmm. be good to make that choice. Yeah. I have seen people purposely plant mullein in yeah. pollinator gardens, and there's people who just heard that and, like, choked <laughs> um, because... It can be very unmanageable, and if that's not, um, if you don't live in an area where you have the freedom to plant unmanageable plants, then you need to be a good neighbor. Right. You're going to run into weed board problems. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Strongly, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, I have mullein popping up in my garden. I have no idea where it came from. Well, that's, I mean, that's the other thing is, is I read into that email too, like a little bit of what did we do wrong Mm -hmm. that we have weeds encroaching and sometimes you did nothing wrong. Right. Um, Weeds are going to come from further away than you have the ability to control. Mm -hmm. And for a minute, I thought it came in the mulch. And then I remembered that the mulch I put there was from my ash tree that I had to get removed in the front yard. So So it it never left your yard. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing. It just showed up. Yeah. And I thought, you know, nothing else is growing here. Let's see what happens. Which is famous mean, last words. <laughs> it is good for the pollinators. Yeah. It can yeah. just be frustrating to um, keep where you want it. Yeah. The other thing, too, is I found, like you said, just to tell people that somebody is working here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that matters so much. But it's like the same place that people thought was a patch of weeds. As soon as they know someone wanted it there, they're like, oh, look at that pretty garden. Yes. Um, so so just let it be known that you are, in fact, working. Mm-hmm. I read that email this morning and then I went and took a shower and I was thinking about <laughs> this because <laughs> why, why should I not think about um, pollinator gardens in, in every moment of my day? I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we made a sign that said, uh, look at our community garden. If you would like to be of assistance in this garden, here's the days we work. And the people could write in with Sharpie that, you know, we Mm -hmm. work every Thursday night at five. Come join us. Mm -hmm. As it, you know, probably no one will. But the (laughs) fact that they were invited now just gives them a different attitude. Well, it serves to... to things it's one they know it's managed Mm -hmm. the people are actively thinking about it on a weekly or every other week or whatever basis and two they feel guilty because they didn't help (laughs) if you didn't want to help your ability to complain yeah drops down and it does also remind people too that some patience is necessary because um you know if this is managed by volunteers it is not fair to expect every single weed to be pulled mm-hmm. unless you show up to do it. Right. You and can pull them off. Yeah. 
Um, it is fair that if you live in this neighborhood and the association as a whole wanted to put this garden in, that it should be maintained to an acceptable level. But you can't, you, you start to lose that um, feeling that you can expect it to be pristine if you don't wish to come help it be so. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my latest and greatest favorite community gorilla gardening story? Yes. Have you been keeping up on our favorite podcast, um, Normal Gossip? No. <laughs> There's an episode. <laughs> By the way, Everyone should listen to Normal Gossip. It's great. <laughs> but there's an episode where things are getting a little unneighborly. Ooh. And there's rules because this neighborhood has a lot of feral cats. And so there's <laughs> rules about, like, not feeding the feral cats. Right. Right. Because you don't, you don't want more. Right. And all of a sudden they notice one of the houses, like, always has the feral cats around, mm-hmm. always. And so they charged him, like, oh, you've been feeding the feral cats. And he was not a nice person, so eventually he he sold his house and he left. And then the, the, the neighbor next door admitted that she had sprinkled cat <laughs> nip seeds all over his yard, and that's why all the feral cats were oh there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't recommend that, guys. That's not nice. That <laughs> I uh, thought it was great. That's worse than the Roundup Ready Bean joke. Oh, right. Which I think was always a joke. I don't think that ever actually happened. <laughs> You've heard that, right? Where people don't like their neighbors, so they see their yard with Roundup Ready yes. Beans. Yeah. Oh. Pretty sure that's a joke. I hope. Right. We don't advocate for that. No. Be nice, um, neighbors. If you wish to gorilla garden in a bloom box, um, you know, supported way. Just don't put our sign. Don't. Well, <laughs> I was going to say offer to help an elderly neighbor. Oh, they sure. I'm still going for like true gorilla gardening. Just make sure nobody knows the signs there. This, do not put signage up in that particular yeah. case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you should listen to that episode. I'm going to have to. All right. Well, I think we've talked quite a bit about fall appreciation. Yeah. A little bit into winter, but we're going to talk about that later. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, some ways to let your neighbors know that your garden is being managed. Yeah. We have a couple minutes left. Okay. And uh, I wanted to spend it on a surprisingly popular topic. Okay. Fall planted bulbs. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the bulbs. How did you forget about the bulbs? I don't know. My inbox has not forgotten about the bulbs. I'm sure it hasn't. So we do this thing through Bloombox, and we've done it for a couple years now, but I started out not advertising it too heavily, and as we felt our way around it. But Mm -hmm. we offer our Bloombox bulbs, kind of a booster or an add-on to a Bloombox garden. Triple B. Yeah. (laughs) We like alliterations around here. Um, especially with the bees. So the the thought behind this is that early spring blooms are really hard to do with plants that you sell in pots. And especially a, small pots. Especially small pots. And so, you know, at, while with Bloombox, I try really hard to give full season color. There's just that, that first bit in the spring, especially for fall planted gardens. A lot of our native spring blooming plants are ephemeral around here, which means that they come up 
and they kind of fade away, truly fade mm-hmm. away to the point where you can't see their leaves. Right. And that's what a, what a lot of our bulbs do. And so it makes them very difficult to sell in pots, especially since by the time we start holding plant sales, they're almost done blooming mm-hmm. and they're starting to completely fade. Mm-hmm. So with bulbs, we can get spring bloomers like crocuses and snowdrops and things that are blooming real, real early. And there's not a ton in the trade that are necessarily native. And the research is still floating, I would say. But observation-wise, you know, we have bulbs that the bees visit. Absolutely. We have I, plenty of bulbs. I found a bee asleep, asleep in one of my tulips this that spring. That is the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I know, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, that's like the little field mouse picture of sleeping in the tulip. Oh. oh, that's so sweet. So we started doing this a couple of years ago where you can order during September a, pa- a package of bulbs. And it's the same as Bloombox. You're just telling me you want bulbs and you're going to get what we select uh, based on our research and based on the availability. And then I work with this company that is really, really helpful in that they choose when to ship them to me based on when the appropriate planting time is. So mm-hmm. I get the bulbs and I can turn them around and send them right back out to customers. And if you're getting them from me, you know you can plant them because that can be a tricky thing with bulbs. That if we plant fall bulbs too early and the soil temperatures are still too high, then either they can get they have the potential like to rot even, and mold yeah. or they just wander off with a squirrel, which <laughs> tends to be my problem. If oh anyone has a solution gosh. to that, I'm here for it. So I don't well, have any humane solutions. <laughs> I don't have any humane solutions either. I did find out the other day that what I thought was a squirrel problem in my aster pot was actually a bulldozer problem. Um, Mini bulldozer. Mini bulldozer, yep. Or <laughs> at the excavator. hand of a toddler. <laughs> at the hand of a toddler who thought it looked like the perfect place to try out his new bulldozers. Mm-hmm. Sent to him so graciously by our western forester, Chrissy Land. <laughs> Thanks, Chrissy. <laughs> Thanks, Chrissy. He's digging at my asters now. I'll send him your way next. There you so, go. So uh, I, I, did, I did have to give the squirrels a small apology for that one. Mm-hmm. But... I'm going to be sending those out. So ordering season's done for this year, but there's still plenty of bulbs in the garden centers. Yeah. Or you could order your own. Or you could order your own. You don't need me to order Mm -hmm. bulbs. Um, And so I just wanted to like bring up some of the ones I'm going to, crocuses have been one of my Mm -hmm. favorites. Uh, There's a couple irises that do really well as bulb, like little ones. Yeah. Because, you know, we all have the the tall irises. These are little bitty ones. Tulips are really good mm-hmm. for pollinators. I think hyacinths can yes. be really, really great yeah. for pollinators. Um, so don't forget the bulbs, especially, you know, if you're like, I know I'm not supposed to clean up my fall garden for the pollinators, but it's really nice out. And mm-hmm. now I want to do stuff again. Mm-hmm. Plant some bulbs. Yes. Yeah. You know, my favorite, the giant allium. Yeah. I want to get some of those just so I can kind of swat them in the spring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're fun. They just look puffy. Yeah, they're magical. I think they're perfect for a children's garden. I think they would be. There's down the block some of them, and I have to stop Silas from grabbing them. And I'm like, I know, dude. I want to grab them, too. They just look like dandelion puffs as big as your head. Like uh, Dr. Mm Seuss-level dandelion puffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So think about bulbs. There could be a whole Whoville on that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Horton, here's the Who. Yeah. Gotta love it. We were watching that a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Think about your bulbs. That's something you can do for yourself in the spring and the pollinators. Because as we know, 50 to 55 degrees and they're out buzzing around. And so... Soil temperature. No. Oh, for, air, you're talking about yeah, pollinators. Sorry, the bees no. come out if it gets above about 55 mm-hmm. degrees. Soil temperature, we're kind of looking at like... We're probably looking lower than that. Yeah. You know, 50 to, to 40. You want it before a killing frost. Right. Mm-hmm. But And before the ground... Fr- oh, actually, I'm just reading this. It says after you've had your first killing frost. Oh, okay. But before the ground freezes hard. That, sure. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And roughly like zone five, that puts us... I think this is old news. It says zone five, that puts us October 1st through 15th. I don't think we've had that good of a killing frost before October 15th and we in have, a while. Yeah, we have 80 degree temperatures scheduled for like yeah. the next two weeks. Scheduled. We scheduled, scheduled them. Yep, we planned it. We re- <laughs> we requested those. Forecasted <laughs> for the next couple of weeks. So I'm probably not shipping bulbs till after October 15th because I think it'll be too warm. You're just going to get moldy bulbs and you're going to feed your squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> yep. don't want Nobody that. wants moldy yeah. bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounds bad, but it does. Because we drank too much caffeine. Too much probably. caffeine. We've got five hours of work left. Yeah. Uh, we're going on a garden walk tonight. Yeah. I think that's it for now. Ooh, I'm going to make one PSA. Okay. So... I get some questions sometimes about people, especially if they have most of their gardening experience with annuals and they've come to Bloombox and this is the first time they've planted perennials. You do not need to cover your perennials when we start getting frost. In fact, if you leave them uncovered, you're going to get even better colors from your asters and your goldenrods and things like that. The cooler temperatures just bring out even more color they will be just fine um they are hardy and ready to go for the winter so no frost protection needed in this garden absolutely that's we try to make this as easy as possible it's our goal yeah except we don't plant it for you (laughs) no we don't which was one person's complaint about bloom box last Um, week (laughs) yes if i could figure out how to get you 25 plants planted in your garden for 125 dollars may and i do it but doesn't sound legal doesn't sound legal doesn't sound doable yeah no Um, we recommend you plan your own garden labor Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm that's what grandkids, kids, yeah, yourself, yourself. <laughs> that's what that's for. Your husband, your dog. Yeah. Dogs are great at digging holes. That's true. You might have a very randomly planted garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a bulldozer. I can send you a very there small bulldozer. <laughs> it might take a while. Works best in loose soil. <laughs> I love it. Well, all right. We talked fall. We did. Go enjoy Probably it. Next time we'll be done with with fall planting stuff. probably stop listening to us go listen to some birds there you go yeah oh, i love it all right well thanks everybody for listening don't forget to rate and review us wherever you are listening that truly helps us a lot you've all said some really amazing things and we we appreciate it and of course feel free to send us your questions 
hopefully we've been answering them. But if you do have more questions that we haven't gotten to, please send them our way and we'll be happy to do that. Yeah, I try to answer them as they come in, but then we will say we're saving them up too for another question Mm -hmm. and answer episode. Yes. Uh, You can do that by sending in a voice memo or by sending us an email at growingwithbloombox at gmail.com. There you go. And uh, so thank you all for listening. Bloombox and Bloombox Growing Deeper are both programs of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. Mm